Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this next song. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins increase to bear What a privilege to care Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear Oh, because we do not carry Everything to God in Temptations is the trouble anywhere. We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so Child. Ooh, ooh, eh. Hey, look up. 
Good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Danny, Shell, and Sharissa here on the Looking Up program on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. How are you, Pastor Danny? I am Danny? praising the Lord. It's a delightful day out there. It's a deliciously delightful day out there. Yeah, so it's yes. good to be alive, and um, Jesus is coming soon. Amen. And it's um, just wonderful to be here with all our listeners. Oh, we we look forward to this. I know I do every week. I love Wednesdays. Um, connecting with our listeners and because this is a live broadcast that's coming to you right now we want to invite you to you know feel free to connect with this program at, at any time you can simply text your comments to zero four triple eight one seven six two four but also if our listeners are interested in catching up on past episodes of this program they simply can go to the faithfm.com.au website and you can go to the looking up program there and you can browse to your heart's content, all the past episodes. Two and a half years worth. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to do that, but anyway. <laughs> Talk about a binge. <laughs> that would be the ultimate binge. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve a medal <laughs> if they did that. They deserve translation, yeah. immediate translation. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, I would encourage them, and I think you would too, to get mm. the app. Absolutely, yeah. The Faith FM app, just go to the Faith FM um, store, I guess yep. it's called. The app uh, store. The app store, <laughs> yes. And, um, and just, yeah, type in Faith FM. Yeah. And it's there and you download it for free. And I even knew how to download it. So that means anyone can if do Danny it. If Danny can do it, anyone can do it. That's for sure. And uh, it's definitely worth having oh, because great. sometimes the towers don't have mm, clear signals yeah. in, in every city yeah. in, in Australia. But if you get the app, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you've got data, you have coverage. Absolutely. So today we've And there's got, a whole bunch of programs. I mean, oh, yeah. all the programs that Faith this FM does. This is just does, one of them. Yeah, this is just one. It is the best one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being like humble about it, of course. But um, no, seriously, there's, there's a whole bunch of really good programs there, there. on everything. There's family yes. uh, programs. There's health programs. There's just Bible. Marriage. There's the, the best Morning radio show on the planet, um, you know, the breakfast show, that's on there. You so. obviously surveyed a lot of people to get this. Yeah, I absolutely. I surveyed <laughs> all those who are in the studio right now. Shell, myself. <laughs> well, we're really looking forward to uh, today's program and we have an exciting Bible study. What are we going to be talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about the things that are taking place before our very eyes. Um, we're going to be talking about the U.S. in prophecy and the, and the, and the, and the way that it's going to shape the the world from, mm-hmm. from, from Bible prophecy and the things that are happening right now. Wow, can't wait. Looking forward to this and we are going to continue this in just a moment. But first, we'll just listen to this song by Josh White, I Love My God. And after that, we'll be back with more. I love my God but with no love of mine For I have none to give I love thee, Lord, but all the love is thine, for by thy life I live, and I am as nothing, I rejoice to be, emptied and swallowed up in thee. Thou, Lord, alone art all thy children need, and there is none beside. From thee the streams of blessedness proceed, in thee the blessed abide, fountain of life. 
source, center and our dwelling place. Still listening to the Looking Up program, we have some news we should talk about in this mm-hmm, segment. Mm-hmm, we usually talk mm-hmm. about current events in light of Bible prophecy, and I know already for our listeners' sake that Pastor Danny is loaded with news stories that he has. He's bursting to talk <laughs> about on radio as always. So, Pastor Danny, I'm going to let you kick it off. What have you got? All right, okay. Well, we probably just need to. Uh let the listeners know, though, those who may be tuning in for the first time, that we're not simply looking at the news from a news point of view, the way our stock standard news agency report news, or how they do not report the news that they ought to, um, whichever way you want to look at it. But we look at the news from a prophetic point of view. Mm-hmm. So we take a look at the news um, as it relates to Bible prophecy, as it relates to the signs that Jesus gave us that would tell us clearly that his coming is drawing near. Amen. The show is called Looking Up because of the words of Jesus in Luke twenty one twenty eight, where he says, when you see all these things come to pass, speaking of uh, various world events, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So that's the reason why we take a look at various news items. And it happens to be, Sharissa, the major news items that, are, that, that have prophetic significance. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with... Um, you know, we're going to talk about COP27. Um, Ooh, yeah. Not so much today, a little today. We'll touch on it a little bit today if we have time. But certainly next week we're going to spend a lot of time talking about COP27 because COP27 has just started. That's right, just kicked off. Just kicked off yesterday. Um, and so we're obviously a few hours ahead of Egypt. I'm not sure about eight or ten hours ahead. But it kicked off on Sunday um, world leaders from some 200 nations have gathered there in Egypt um, on the Sinai Peninsula um, for talks that will last about 10 days. Mm-hmm. And so these are very, very significant climate talks. This is the 27th meeting. Um, in case someone's wondering what does COP stands, uh, stand for, it stands for the Conference of the Parties. Mm, um, so, I didn't know that, so that's good to know. Yeah, so, um, so this is number 27. And they are really taking a look, a close look at how to deal with this uh, growing climate crisis, as they call it, this existential threat. And when you think of the words existential threat, what do you think of? Existential things. Life coming to an end as we mm-hmm. know it. 
I mean, you know, our very existence. That's what that's where the word existential comes from. It comes mm-hmm. from the word existence. So our very existence is on the line. And so it's interesting in this very first um on the very first day, uh you 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 have you have the the leaders of COP27 standing up and saying to the delegates and the entire world that yes we have crisis out there right now we've got a war in Ukraine that 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 that's having a major impact um, on the world you know we've got inflation going through the roof um, we have you know the economy in a tailspin um, we have natural disasters and and that's the one that they focus on you know we've got you know an immigration migration crisis in the world but he's saying outside of the world economy outside of you know the political instability that we have in the world where there's missiles flying left right and center and you mentioned last week um you know our friend from north korea um he he let off you know almost two dozen um, missiles you know in one day yep. and so outside of this they're saying that the greatest crisis is the environmental crisis that's very interesting as you're talking there i was just checking the a news article that says here that uh, mr guterres yeah guterres yeah guterres. antonio guterres <laughs> is the secretary general yeah he's they're using big words like he sent a video message to the conference in which he called the state of the global climate report for 2022 quote a chronicle of climate chaos and earlier in the same article, it says that this summit has already opened with the warning that our planet is, quote, sending a distress signal. So these are alarming words coming this, from this uh, summit. Yeah, from the Conference. Secretary General. Yeah, exactly. So this is what they're sharing. So they're, they're, they're saying that we are on the verge of the abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that this window, this narrow window of opportunity to avert this climate catastrophe that will bring about this existential you know, crisis or this existential end, um, you know, we've only got a short window of opportunity. So there's that. And, um, you know, there's obviously the U.S. elections, which yes. we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about the United States in Bible prophecy today. So we're going to spend a lot of time on that and what's happening there. And, you know, the United States have always had this polarization. Um, you've had the red and the blue, you know, the red states and the blue states, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats and so on and so forth. You know, the East Coast and the West Coast uh, that are very different to, you know, the the, the states in, in the middle of, mm-hmm. of, of the nation, you know. So we've always had that. But the polarization that we find in the United States now is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that word lightly, and I'm not just coming up with that myself. That's what uh, politicians, that's what, um, you know, the, the talking heads on radio and on television are telling us that the country is more polarised now than almost at any other time, possibly other than the Civil War. Wow. You know, and the Civil War came about through this horrible polarisation, the North and the South. Yep. You know, and uh, what took place in, in particular, you know, it was obviously over slavery was, was, was the main issue there. And so they're, they're, they're speaking of the potential of another civil war erupting really? in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Shell, Shell's here. She's, she's from that part of the world and she will vouch that the tension, the temperature is so high in yeah. the United States of America right now that it really is on the verge. And yeah. if God, if God begins to allow those winds, that the Bible talks about in Revelation 7, you know, those four winds that are being held in check by angels. If God, you know, allows those winds to start blowing, anything is possible. Perish the thought that there would be a civil war. Mm. But anything is possible. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, obviously the midterms, the the results, the final results yeah. are still being tallied right now. But like, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what happens. We'll have a lot to talk about next we week. We will have a lot to talk about next week indeed um, as we analyse those revol- results from a prophetic point of view. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, yeah, this election's happening yeah, right now. You know, the most of the voting has, has already taken place, but they'll be counting you know, for the next several days, mm-hmm. we've been told. So we may not, we may not know. You know, the result um, for a few days to come. But anyway, we'll certainly unpack that a lot more next week. So that's making news headlines, probably from an Australian point of view. Uh, now, this is this you rarely hear on the mainline news. Ooh. Okay. What, what have you got? I've usually got to go to my Indian news source <laughs> <laughs> to to get the lowdown on on some of these um, stories that are not very palatable, to say the least. Um, they're doom and gloom stories, you know, just to put it out there. So this is my heads up for our listeners. Um, but this is the reality. This was on Channel 9, Okay. Channel 9 um, had a news segment there and uh, the two, you know, the, the two um, hosts on Channel 9, I don't know their names, but anyway, it was the 9 News, I'm pretty sure it was the morning show, yep. the 9 News morning show. They interviewed an economist from the United States of America by the name of Harry Dent mm-hmm. and uh, he has been sort of nicknamed the economist of doom and gloom. <laughs> he predicted the last economic crash, the wow. GFC in 2008. Well, what did he have to um, say? So anyway, this is what he had to say. Folk, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> hold on to your seats. Put your seatbelts on. <laughs> strap in. This is what he had to say. So this is on Channel 9, okay? This is very, very rare. So when they start airing stories like this, then you know that there's something in the mix, you know? This was the headline. United States economist predicting major market turmoil. The other title, greatest crash ever is on is coming. Wow. He was saying That's big this. Words. He was saying, okay, he was yeah. saying that probably the United States is going to get hit a lot harder than Australia because yeah. Australia's um, you know, uh, you know, economic fundamentals are still very strong. Yeah. And he was saying that in Australia we can expect house prices to go down by 30 to 50% in the next two years. Did you hear what I say? Say that one more time. Okay. He was predicting that house prices in Australia would go down in the next two years by 30 to 50%. Wow. That is phenomenal. So a million-dollar house. 50%. 50%. This is, this is, this is phenomenal. And if people um, are, are like, wow. really? Simply Google, simply Google into YouTube, US economist predicting major market turmoil. If you yep. Google that, you'll find that. Now, on that, I I thought, look, is it is that really as, as bad? Is there anyone else there that's saying this? And then I went to, um, I did a bit of Googling, and here we go, nine news, um, several days before the interest rate hike um, that we just had, you know, last Tuesday, was the last, uh, well, not this Tuesday, as in yesterday, but the previous Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day, we had the interest rate rise again by 2.25%. So it's up to 2.85% now. Mm. Do you know where it was? No. 
before the April rise? Tell me. 0.1%. Wow. We've gone from 0.1% to 2.85%. And so since so April, I think it's the 7th or the 8th or whatever um, rate rise in a row. And um, let me just read to you from this article, if you don't mind. Yeah. It says, another interest rate rise to heap pressure on millions of Aussie homeowners, experts warn. Okay. So this is, this is October 28, just before the interest rate rise. Now, let me read to you some, some things. Economists are predicting a potential disaster for millions of homeowners with another cash rate rise expected next month. Finder, this survey company, um, surveyed 39 experts and economists for its monthly RBA cash rate survey, of whom all 97% or one, only one, believe that the cash rate would change next Tuesday. Okay, and then it goes on and talks about this. Now, check this out. Check this out. It says, the current series of rate hikes has added almost $9,000 to the annual cost of a $500,000 mortgage. So with the one that we had last Tuesday, when they factored that in, which actually took place, they predicted another 25 basis points or a quarter percent, $10,000 more. So $10,000 more a year, people who have a half a million dollar mortgage have to pay. You do the maths on that. That's phenomenal. $10,000 a year. A year, that's a lot. That's almost $1,000 a month. People are going to find that from somewhere. Absolutely. And this is what it says here. It says says, almost three-quarters of Australians, 70% surveyed, said they couldn't afford their mortgage repayment. So these are people that have a mortgage if there was another rate hike before Christmas. And it wow. happened. So, and it says that's equivalent to 4.1 million households who would have to make changes to their finances with just one more rate rise. Then it says, um, worryingly, 9% or the equivalent of 500,000 people said they have to sell their property if hit with another hike. So there's 500,000 homes potentially going up to market very soon. It says a further 3% admit that they would have to default on their mortgage. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people. This is really serious, Sharissa. This is. And, you know, for people who are reading these news articles, listening to this program and thinking about their own personal finances, this can be very stressful uh, when we think about these Mm. headlines. But I guess that just really highlights again why we do this program because this world is not solid ground. (laughs) Like things change all the time. The Mm. treasures of this life, Mm. you know, can disappear just like that. Uh, financial crashes come and everything can be gone. But we look up. We mm, look up to right. Jesus because he offers to us an eternal kingdom, mm. a something solid, something we can put our hope in and trust in and faith yeah. in. And Yeah, yeah look, that's really Well, that's why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, on the back of don't store up treasure here on this earth because the reality is that sooner or later, you know, the Bible does predict a new world economic order. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that in our program, mm-hmm. um, that, they're, that they're just saying out loud, you know, that there's a new world economic order that is needed that's going to address climate change, that's going to address the economy, that's going to address, equi- you know, equality and so mm-hmm. on and so mm-hmm. forth. And so, you know, we ought not to be surprised. These things tell us that Jesus is coming soon. And, folk, my dear friends, I just want to reiterate what Sharissa said. We need to be putting our faith and trust in Jesus. We need to be putting our faith and trust in Jesus because dollars and cents is going to be part of the end game. Revelation mm-hmm. 13 mm-hmm. talks about that. Yes. So we need to now learn to trust in God. And um, no matter what comes our way, to put our faith and trust in him. 
Absolutely. So if our listeners are listening, then they, they want to say, hey, I want to do that, but how do I do it? How can we uh, help them? Well, just send us a message. Send us a message with your details, your name, um, and we will get in touch with you and we'll find someone that will help you Absolutely. get to know Jesus. Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. We'll be back after this song break and some news stories. I'm not on an ego trip. I'm nothing on my own I've made mistakes I've often slipped Just common flesh and bone With faith and hope I look to the day When He will call my name Cause when He was on the cross I was on His mind Look of love was on his face, thorns on his head. Blood was on that scarlet robe, and stained in crimson red. Though his eyes were on the crowd that day, he looked ahead in time. Cause when he was on the cross, I was on his mind He knew me Yet he loved me He whose glory made the heaven shine So unworthy Of such mercy Yet when he was on the cross, I was on his on the cross I was on his mind He knew me Yet he loved me He whose glory made the heaven shine So mercy Yet when he was on the cross I was on his mind Yet when he was on the cross I was on his mind Listening to Faith FM, 
Positively Different Radio. The Breakfast Show. Bits worth repeating. Paul, to prove his discipleship, he says, Well, actually, I am a true disciple because I've suffered the most for Christ. I have been beaten up by my countrymen. I've been lost at sea, perils in waters, perils in land, perils in the country, perils in the wilderness, perils in the city, perils to robbers, perils to Jews. He walks into a town and he preaches and they're like, well, we don't like you, so we're going to stone you to death. And then they stone him to death. And then he's like, not dead, and walks back into the town. He walks right back into town. He just walks back in, or where he goes to Philippi and gets like whipped almost to death. And all these different stories of Paul just absolutely suffering for God's sake. If the Christian principles of the Bible are meant to lead us to have a better life, then why is he suffering so much? That's the very point. Following God's way leads to a better life, one that can sustain absolute suffering. The suffering that Paul went through as a Bible preacher, and we've been talking about China and how the gospel has been growing under persecution, and that's because those people, they have this hope that despite what they go through in this life, there is a life to come Mm. in which there will not be death or pain or sickness or suffering. And so they believe, oh, any suffering that I go through now is absolutely Worth worth it. And we read a verse like this and it's like, this is the point, guys. You are going to be persecuted for what you believe. Absolutely. And if it's only for the sake of a good life today, or even in the next 10 years, the next 15, even for the next 80 years, if you believe that your persecution for Christ is just worth 80 years, your faith means nothing. Mm. It's futile. We believe in a heaven to come. This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. The Breakfast Show, 7 till 9, weekday mornings. Be there. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny Shell and Sharissa. And before we go further, Pastor Danny, I think we should tell them about today's free offer. Go for it. It's actually uh, a prize giveaway. While stocks last. Ooh. Those were the words Shell told me to use. While stocks so, last. Yes. Let our listeners take the advantage of take advantage of this uh, wonderful phrase. Because today's Prize is a little pocket book, but it's called Climate Change Is It the End of the World? Whoa. Written by Steve Waldberg. Wow. So, uh, very interesting. The little blurb that I have here about it says In 2015, Pope Francis's monumental encyclical on climate change was released by mm-hmm. the Vatican. And we're going to talk about that, my sister. Uh, all right. So, then everyone should get this book, right? Oh, absolutely. Just um, to fact check me. Fact check you. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, we've observed this topic rapidly grow into an all consuming issue. This is going to be a prize that people will want to get their hands on. Huge, huge, huge. So, I, we will release the code word a little mm-hmm. bit later on. Mm-hmm. But you will want to keep the phone number for this 
program ready so you can text in the code word when we give it zero four triple eight one seven six two four. That's the number to keep handy for this amazing prize. Far out. That's amazing. There's going to be one less on offer because I have just snapped mine up <laughs> because I know what the code word is. <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that, that's a fantastic little book. And um, that, that'll give insights and that'll add to what we'll be sharing today and Wonderful. next week. All right. Well, <coughs> Pastor Danny, I think it's come time for us to begin our Bible study. Indeed, indeed, yes. So we've got uh, a lot in this Bible study. It's going to be a little bit organic um, in that we're going to be going um, to different places on a bit of a journey, but we're going to look to put a lot of pieces together and God willing, by the end of the study, you will have a clearer picture of what Bible prophecy has to say concerning the things, the events that are taking place before our very eyes that are making news headlines Mm -hmm. here and around the world. Mm Wonderful. Wonderful. So maybe we should begin with prayer and then we'll launch into it. Would you like to pray? (laughs) Sure. Loving Father in heaven, we're so thankful, Lord, that we have the opportunity and the freedom to study your word. And as we do so now, we pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us, that you will help our listeners too as they join us to better understand your word, especially as it applies to our lives today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, folk. Well, um, those of you who tuned in last week, you will know that we started um, this uh, journey to Mount Sinai by going to um, the United States of America. So the United States of America, it is the lone superpower in the world right now. All eyes um, and ears are directed toward the United States of America for good reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the world economic power. It's the world political power with the most military muscle, you know, on the planet. Um, I think the next... Uh, the United States spends on its military um, as much as the next seven or eight countries combined on mm. the list, and that includes China and and you know many of the other European countries as well. Um, so it's obviously the world's leading um, economy. I think I might have mentioned that already, but certainly the world's uh, you know leading tech innovator. I mean, you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter, you know. They all live there. Yeah. Uh, they all live there in the United States of America. You know, food, fashion, entertainment. Yeah, I was going to say that. Social, social norms are set yeah. by in America. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so we know that, um, you know, what happens in America. Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. And if there is one election, if there is an election that is watched um, and monitored around the world, True. it's the United States election. Absolutely. I mean, no one really cares about any other election, really. <laughs> um, but the United States election—it has the greatest consequence. It has, it has for the for the rest of the world. So um, the Bible actually speaks of the United States of America. We looked at that last week, so we might just do a little bit of a, a refresher before we move in. And we're going to be taking a look at uh, not just the United States of America, but another superpower mm-hmm. that has been a superpower for over a millennia, but then went into hibernation, but then the Bible says it would rise to world dominance and prominence, would actually lead the way, and the United States would be the one that springboards this power into world dominance Ooh, and leadership. What an intro. Woo! Oh, hey, 
my hat. Oh, my hat, as my friend Celia would say. All right. So we're going to go to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 13, the apocalypse, my favorite book of the Bible. And I've got to be very careful that I don't start preaching. Yeah. Because I actually wrapped up, I wrapped up my um, yes, Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World series. It went fantastically Praise well. God. It went fantastically God. well. Um, yeah, so we, it was a four-part series. If people missed it, they can go onto our website, the discoverhope.info, discoverhope.info website, or they can go to the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church um, website or the YouTube page, Hillview mm-hmm. Streaming um, in YouTube or the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church, and uh, they should be there, or discoverhope.info. So we've got it on all, on all three platforms. And it went really well. I looked at the final showdown. Mm. That was the fourth and final message, the final showdown, and uh, we took a look at the third angel's message, and it was really well received, really well received. You know what was really fascinating, Sharissa? What? There was a woman there um, who has been a Seventh-day Adventist Christian all her life. She was about... 60, I would say, somewhere mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. Um, just guessing her age. And she said, in all my time as a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, I've never heard this message. Wow. That is such a wonderful thing to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not wonderful it's in not the wonderful sense that, that she didn't that, know, that, but that, it's so that wonderful that, that long, she's understood it yeah, now. Yeah. So anyway, it was really well received. Praise and so, God. Um, yeah. So we're looking. So anyway, folk can go on there. But anyway, the book of Revelation, chapter 13, Sharissa. Yes. And... Um, Revelation 13, just to give a bit of background, um, we've got Revelation 13, there are two powers here, that the dragon in Revelation 12, he is introduced to us in Revelation 12, the dragon, who is who? Sharissa? Satan. Satan, yes, exactly. Revelation 12.9. Yeah, exactly, so that's Satan. And he calls up these two powers. Beast buddies. Yeah, these two beast buddies, as you call them, (laughs) um, to join him in his final assault on those... That God describes in Revelation twelve seventeen. So maybe we should start off there. Revelation twelve seventeen. If you want to, sure. you want to read that. The Bible says, "And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ." All right. So just really briefly here, Sharissa, for our listeners who may not be familiar with uh, the Book of Revelation and these passages. Who or what does the woman represent in Bible prophecy? The Bible always uses a woman to represent God's church or a church, I should say. So we have a harlot woman in Revelation as well, in Revelation 17. Who would she represent then? Well, it would be an unfaithful church, Mm -hmm. a church that's been unfaithful to their vows of faithfulness to Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's. I really like this imagery of a woman being used to represent a church because there's only two women represented in Revelation. Mm. So it's not hard to tell who's the faithful mm-hmm. one and who's mm-hmm. the unfaithful mm-hmm. one. Makes it really clear. Mm, absolutely. And this and this woman in Revelation 12, um, she's she's introduced at the beginning, and uh, this is the church of mm-hmm. God, um, who that was originally the the Jewish community Israel that That's transitioned, right. you know, to the Christian church. Um, after Christ, 
But you have this woman, you know, she's pregnant and she's about to give birth and the dragon is there ready to destroy her child that is caught up to heaven and that's obviously Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that we're speaking of here. Now, talking about pregnancy, <laughs> we, we failed to mention an update on the woman here in the studio <laughs> and, and how she's doing, growing and glowing. Where are we up to, sister? We are on 32 weeks <gasps> this week. 32 weeks this week. How yeah. exciting. How exciting. It's very surreal. Is it all going well? <laughs> Everything is going well. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Praise God. That is good to hear. So eight more weeks. Yeah. Two months. <laughs> Thank you. And it'll be Christmas. Yeah. And it'll be the birth. There you go. Of this beautiful little baby. I'm so excited. Are you excited, Shell? <laughs> Absolutely, Shell's so excited. We're all so, 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 so excited. <laughs> to introduce our newest member on the Looking Up show. Soon <laughs> we will see him or her. That's uh, right. It's so exciting. So there's this war that Satan um, wages upon God's end-time people. This is right at the end of time. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest or the remnant of her offspring right at the end of time. And it says those who keep God's commandments. Oh, they make Satan mad. Yeah. He's enraged with them. Why Why does Satan ha- hate those who keep God's commandments? Because they're faithful to Jesus. Mm. And what did Jesus say in John 14, 15? If you love me, keep my commandments. So he hates those who love Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Because the greatest sign of loyalty is obedience. It's true. You know, that's what we do when we say those two all-important words at the altar. I do, I do, I do. Indeed. We're saying yes to that person and no to everybody mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. So when we love Jesus, we say yes to him and no to everybody else in and the Sat- sense that he comes first. Amen. And Satan is enraged. And so Satan then, as Sharissa puts it so well, um, calls up his two beast buddies. Mm. A beast that comes up out of the sea, and we've already looked at that before, and this is speaking of what power that comes up out of the sea that has Seven heads and ten horns, that's leopard-like, that's got the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. It can only be the Roman church-state system. The Roman papacy, the Roman yeah. church-state system here that's described, that ruled and reigned for over a millennia. Received a deadly wound. Exactly, in 1798. And we, can, and we have that right here. God predicted it like 2,000 years in advance that this would happen. If you want to read Revelation 13, verse 3, please. The Bible says, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Wow, this is, this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharissa, we have a number of powers listed in Scripture. Okay, in Daniel chapter 7, we've got, you know, Babylon and Medo-Persia, mm-hmm. Ro- uh, Greece and then Rome and so forth. They all receive a deadly wound. True, I hadn't thought about that, but this one's different. Do they any? I was going to ask you: Do any of them have a resurrection to world dominance and power? No, no. But this one—that's a great point. This I've one, never thought about that before. Oh, it's amazing what you hear on the Looking Up Show. That's isn't why Michelle? we come to this program. That's why we come to the Looking <laughs> Up Show. So this power—excuse <laughs> me—that's a—that's the Malenkov. <laughs> now I do need to explain. You need to explain that. I need to explain what the Malenkov is. My surname is Malenkov, M-I-L-E-N-K-O-V, Malenkov. So whenever I cough, I simply say, don't worry, folk, it's just the Malenkov. (laughs) 
It's my worst and it joke. it seems to make it on every program. <laughs> we didn't do it last time. No, so you made up for it. Yeah, now. I made up for it. I think I've had two Malenkovs. We're set now. We can go <laughs> All right. I think we should be okay now. We've got that out of the system. So anyway, in case you guys were wondering why on earth are these people laughing at one another, what's the big deal about the Malenkov? Now you know. All right. So as we as we were saying before we went to the Malenkov, um, <laughs> This power, unlike any others, yes. has a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a normal resurrection, Charissa. Mm-hmm. This resurrection is one whereby the entire world yeah. will follow the dictates or the instructions or the guidance or the template yeah. that the Roman papacy will roll out That's right. for the sake of preserving and uniting our world together. Wow. This is huge because this is all front page headline stuff as we're going to see mm-hmm. in just a little bit. Now, Sharissa, what we've got to what we've got to realize is that in order for this to happen, there has to be a context. There has to be a way that the Roman papacy is Sprung into action that that the world le- that, that the world follows. Mm-hmm. There's a catalyst. Pa- there has to be a catalyst. There, you know, there has to be a some pow- way of pushing it forward. Exactly, because in 1798, if you would have said to the people in 1798 when the Church of Rome received its deadly wound, when the Pope was taken back captive, if you would have said that that the papacy would one day rise not only to world prominence but to world dominance, mm. you would have been laughed out of town. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But we're going to show how this is taking place right now. So God here is predicting that which nobody would be able to foretell under normal circumstances. Wow. Bible prophecy is just amazing. It's amazing how crystal clear God is. And we're going to be taking a look at that power and how that fits in with what we looked at last week as we springboard into what's happening right now. Fantastic. And what's been happening right now. Fantastic. Well, we'll probably come back with a code word too so people can access the prize for today. Yes, indeed. uh, Don't go anywhere, folks. We are just getting warmed up here in this Bible study. It's going to be good. So stay with us. Enjoy this song, and we will be back with just... Lots more good stuff as we continue to dig into this topic. Really enjoy it. Sometimes I'm almost to the 
this lake I'll be buried in my Good song with beautiful that one. Song, beautiful song. Well, uh, Pastor Danny, we were just getting warmed up, but uh, before we get back into the Bible study, we should tell everyone the code word. Let me remind everybody that we have today our prize giveaway is a little booklet entitled Climate Change Is It the End of the World by Steve Volberg. Fantastic little resource. It says here in 2015, the Pope's encyclical climate change was released by the Vatican. And since then, we have observed this topic rapidly growing into an all-consuming issue. We are digging into that issue a little bit from the point of view of Bible prophecy, even now on our program. But if you would like to have more, then please, this is a prize you want to try and get your hands on. As far as I understand, Shell tells me we have enough while stocks last, which means today there's a pretty good chance that you might be able to be a winner. If you have missed out before, uh, you will be in good running today. So the code word that people need to text in to our studio number is... Climate. Climate. We can all remember that. <laughs> climate. Text the word climate. No emojis. Nothing else. Just climate to 04888. One seven six two four. That's zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And if you do so while stocks last, this book will be coming to you. Mm, amen. Amen. So let's keep going. Let's we? keep going. All right. Well, we we finished off by speaking of this incredible prophecy that God made regarding this power that will receive a deadly wound after reigning for over a millennia. Mm-hmm. The the Roman papacy ruled as a political and religious entity for some twelve hundred and sixty years, mm-hmm. exactly as God said it would. 
then it received a deadly wound in 1798, but then it would rise to world prominence. And so we have from from 1929 onward, in particular, when um, the the when Italy gave back um, political authority to the Roman papacy. Before that, you know, from 17. 17- and 98 to 1929, it had religious authority mm-hmm. um, as a church. But then in 1929, uh, the Vatican, or Vatican City, as it is known, was gifted by the Italian government to the Church of Rome. So since 1929, when the Lateran Treaty was signed, um, we have we have the political and religious system back on track. And so 1929, a very significant year. That's almost 100 years ago. That's true. (laughs) That is when the healing of that wound began in earnest. And it's been growing and growing ever since. And so this is very significant, Sharissa, Mm -hmm. because of what we read in verse 4. Revelation 13, 4 tells us why we need to know and and how we need to how we need to respond because this is this is as serious as it gets. Revelation thirteen four. Would you like to read that, please? So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, "Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him?" Okay, so who's the dragon? Satan. You mentioned that earlier. Satan. That's Satan. So so he's behind the beast. He is behind the beast. Mm-hmm. He is the one pulling the strings, and we are not to be surprised because. In Revelation 12, it's the dragon. Mm. And at the end, he attacks God's people at the end of time and he calls up his two beast buddies, as you said, Mm -hmm. and he works through these two beast buddies. And here we have a description of this first beast buddy that he works through, the Roman papacy. And so those who worship according to the dictates of the Roman papacy at the end of time are ultimately worshipping the dragon. And this is a very clever ploy on on the part of the dragon Mm -hmm. to divert people's love from Jesus Mm -hmm. to himself. Indeed. And he has always worked through a medium. Think Mm, of how he deceived Eve. Serpent. Serp, through the serpent. That's a great point. And it's no wonder that Revelation 12 describes the dragon as that great serpent of old, called the devil and Satan. So he's, and and, and he he works through cunning, cunning, Flattery, deception, that's how he works. Mm -hmm. So when people think of the Antichrist, Mm -hmm. um, they often think of some sinister individual or system that's Mm -hmm. Mm anti-Christian, that's against God. Maybe even atheism has often been referred to as the Antichrist, Mm -hmm. secularism, communism, and a whole bunch of other isms. But no, 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 God says, look closer to home. Look inside. Yes, Inside, you know, inside the very heart of Christianity, mm-hmm. and so this is really fascinating. So now, how's this all going to happen? Um, we want to go to Revelation thirteen eleven and twelve. So Revelation thirteen eleven, yes, and then verse twelve. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Okay, wow. So here we have it. In very clear language, there's a power that's going to arise, not out of the sea. The sea, as we discovered last week, represents nations, peoples, multiple multitudes and tongues and so forth, lots of people. But this power arises up out of the earth, which mm-hmm. is the opposite mm-hmm. of the sea. And we discovered that this power is none other than who? United States. United States of America. United. 
States of America. Absolutely. United States of America. So just in case you missed last week in 30 seconds or less or 60 seconds or less, the United States, we discover um, there's a time when it would arise. It says mm-hmm. then. I saw when another beast. When is then? The then is on the back of verse 10, okay. which says regarding this first beast, you know, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He right. who kills with the sword shall be killed with the sword. This is speaking of the Roman papacy so receiving one its... one was going into its captivity, uh-huh. deadly wound. Yes. Another one is rising. Exactly. Gotcha. Right on time. So 1798 is when that deadly wound was inflicted on the Roman uh-huh. papacy. So around 1798... We look at the world and we see, is there another power rising? Exactly. In a sparsely populated part of the world because the earth is opposite to the sea. Yeah. So... We got, and we even speak of it. We speak of Western Europe as the old world. Yeah. And we speak of North America as the new world. True. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. We talk about it as the new world. We, mm-hmm. we even use that language today. That, that, that's just common speak for the United States of America in comparison to, to the old world, Western Europe. And then we have it exhibits lamb-like characteristics. We know that because it says um, he had two horns like a lamb. It doesn't yeah. say it was a lamb. Yep. It says the two horns were lamb-like. Now, what about, like, could this possibly be Australia? Because no. we were not very populated. So how <laughs> no, would, we weren't. How would you... Uh... Okay. Well, for starters, for starters, Australia. Okay, 1788, if I remember correctly, if my history serves me correctly. <laughs> I just know it's around the same time. 1788 so is when Captain Cook land, landed mm-hmm. uh, in Botany Bay. Yep. Um, and if I'm wrong, please text me. I should be right. I should know my basic Australian history, 1788. So it's around that time. It's yep, around that yep. time. The United States was 1776, we went 12 ter- years earlier. Well, we were populated, but... We were. Now, the reason why this is not Australia is for a number of reasons. The first major reason is this nation was not a haven to begin with for those who were fleeing Religious persecution. That is true. We okay. were a place where the convicts came. <laughs> exactly. A convict colony. Yeah. I mean, let's just put it out there. That, that's what Australia was. It was yeah. designed to be a convict colony. That was like right at the get-go. But in Revelation 12, in Revelation 12, it tells us very clearly that God used this power to swallow up persecution. If you want to read uh, verse 15 and 16 of Revelation 12. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Okay. So this is speaking of a nation that would open its doors for the persecuted. Not necessarily for the convicts, okay? They may have felt persecution, you know, um, and they were, you know, it was a pretty rough time, you know, for a loaf of bread, um, you could be put on a ship and provided you made it alive. For stealing you know, a loaf of bread. For stealing a loaf of bread, yeah. There are, there are, I did, I did some, I did some history. I really, I love history. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there were individuals for stealing a loaf of bread or some minor, uh, you know, some minor, Theft that we would call minor today, they were put on a boat and um, you know sent to Australia, and you know to 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 serve their time. So it was pretty rough and tough. So yeah, this is speaking of the United States of America. Now those two horns, those two horns are the powers of the United States of America that make it a great nation, which is civil and religious liberty. Mm-hmm. And we we'll speak like a dragon. We know who the dragon is. That's 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 Satan. So it would legislate 
ultimately um, against, you know, its constitution, you know, freedom of religion, freedom of of, of civil um, freedoms as well, and it would flex its worldwide muscle and influence. True. I guess Australia doesn't really have a worldwide... No. And also we don't have... We're under the Commonwealth. We are under... uh, That's a good point. I haven't thought about that. We're under the Commonwealth. You've taught me something today, yeah. (laughs) And that's another reason why it can't be Australia. Yeah. Because yeah, there's no crowns on no, the No, And if you take a look at our currency, mm-hmm. you know, have a look at have a look at any coin. We have the queen. Or the king coming up. Or the king coming up. Yeah, the currency will be changed in time. <laughs> uh, but we've got the queen still, and she's wearing a crown because she's right. the queen. And so we are under a monarchy. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we're part of the Commonwealth. So yeah, you're right because uh, the reason why the you know they call it the War of Independence um, was they wanted to be independent from Great Britain. Yep. And so they wanted to have their own nation. Yeah. You know, they did not want to be under the under the banner of the of the monarchy mm-hmm. of, of Great Britain. So now let's take a look at how this how this is all going to unfold. Now, Sharissa, there's a number of things here, and we looked at this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at these two powers coming together. We looked at uh, the United States of America causing the whole world to worship this first beast, and in particular, it speaks here of great signs and deception being the order of the day, as well as coercion. And in particular here, we have in verse 16 and 17, we kind of really brushed over this last time, speaks of this image of the beast, Mm -hmm. you know, a number of times and talks about the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we need to look at that because this is very significant to to where things are heading in the world. So firstly, let's take a look at the image of the beast. Um, When Revelation speaks of an image that's erected in honour of the beast, Mm -hmm. okay, what do you think of? I think of Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, spot on. Now what's happening in Daniel chapter 3? Nebuchadnezzar. The global leader of the then mm-hmm, known world mm-hmm. uh, built an image all of gold because he didn't want any other kingdom to come after him. And so he issued a command that everyone should come and bow down and worship that image when the music played in the plain of Jira. Have I missed something? You are spot on. Okay. So it's the combination of church and state. Yeah, and so you know what's interesting too? The dimensions of that mm-hmm. image in Daniel 3 mm-hmm. kind of draw a little link to this chapter that we're in right now. A very big link. Do you want to read that in verse 18, Revelation 13, well, yeah, 18? The Bible says in Revelation 13, 18, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. And what are the dimensions of the image? Was it 60 by 6? 60 cubits high. Six cubits wide. wide, and when uh, the author doesn't give the depth, it's usually the same as the width. I did not know that. Yeah, that's there what I go. found out. Yeah, that's so. So, cool. so we've got triple six. We've got three sixes there, and six. The number six was up was well, what was one of the special numbers for the Babylonians. Yep. You know, they they created um, you know sixty minutes. Uh, there's sixty seconds in a minute. Um, there's 60 minutes, there's 360 deg- degrees, yep. you know, there's 60 times six. Um, they had, they had one of their little, um, 
uh, what do they call it, a numbers thing that had like 666, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. 111, 111, 111 and so forth and you can go the, the other way. So really wow, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Well, we're going to have to continue this right after this song because we've got, we just got so much to share. But don't go away. We will continue this in just a moment. Enjoy this beautiful song. Pressing as of late Who's your favorite candidate? Which front man will prevail? To be quite honest, I've no king And there's no system functioning That proves so much as anything These suits can only fail Say I'm ready to attack But I've seen princes walking And I've seen fools on horseback Spun their meaning like a joke Interpreted by common folk To mean quite something else But that's the way of politics It's not so much the truth that sticks But getting just a few more clicks in those were power cells Say I'm ready to attack But I've seen princes walking And I've seen fools on horseback Let's turn upon the one who can supply the one and only plan that will bring justice here let's build a kingdom built on a right that finds in love its only might and worships God along the light and makes the
You were just listening to Alison Brooke, Fools on Horseback. And you are now listening to the Looking Up program. And we're having a wonderful time here in the Bible, studying the Bible together. But before we get back into that, we just want to give another plug for today's prize giveaway. It's a book entitled Climate Change, a little booklet, Climate Change Is It the End of the World by Steve Wahlberg. We released the code word. So if you simply text today's code word, which is climate to the number 04888-17624. You will be in the running to be a recipient of this book free, f- completely free. Uh, we have as many as stocks last. That's what Shell said. So mm. it's a very good chance that you can be a winner today. So climate to the number 04888-17624. Back to you, Pastor Danny. Okay, well, before, before we enter that beautiful piece of music, we were just discussing Revelation 13 here, and it speaks of the image of the beast mm-hmm. or image to the beast, you know, those who would worship the image of the beast. And we know that this is a serious issue because in Revelation 14, um, in the third angel's message there, there's a warning um, of those who worship the beast and his image and receive his mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And it's repeated twice in the third angel's message. So this is a serious issue and it says no one under any circumstances ought to take this on board. Otherwise, sadly, they will be lost. They will experience the seven last plagues, which is you know the wrath of God that is poured out at the end of time. And they will ultimately be lost at the end of time. So this is God's final message of love to the world, God's final warning. And so this is really important. This is the first time we come across this image of the beast And as you pointed out, this comes to us from the language of Daniel, Mm -hmm. where there was an image erected um, on the plain of Jura there that King Nebuchadnezzar um, compelled everyone to worship it. On pain of death. On pain of death, that's right. And there were three boys that would not bow the knee. It's amazing there were only three. Yeah, I know. And there were many Hebrews on the plain of Jura at that time, but there were only three that were faithful Because they had, in chapter 1 of Daniel, they had purposed in their hearts. That they would not defile themselves with Mm -hmm. the king's food. They put God first. They put God first. They put God first. And when you put God first, it makes a lot of decisions. You have to make it a lot easier. Like you already know in advance. Absolutely. So Revelation 13 and Daniel 3, those two are twin chapters. I'm so glad that God did that. There's so many parallels. Yeah, easy to remember as well. Daniel 3, Revelation 13, they've both got threes in them. But it's kind of like God tells us, you know, he gives us Daniel chapter 3 so that we know how we should respond when Revelation 13 plays out. Exactly, exactly. And that who will be with us in the fiery furnace? The fourth. Who is? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, because King said, one like the Son of God. And that just reminds me, because last week on our program, you said there were four beasts in chapter 13, mm-hmm. and the fourth one is the Lamb. And that's in the midst of Revelation 13. I haven't thought about that. That's wow. another insight. This, this time, is amazing. We've had like all these insights on this show. That was a fantastic insight. <laughs> that was a really um, Including the other insight that you gave regarding the 666. Do you want to share that? I think you only well, shared that with me during the break. I did. Well, I was just thinking as we were talking about, you know, Revelation 13, 18, it says, you know, here is his, here is wisdom. His number is 666, but it, it's not written out 666 mm. in words in the text. It's literally 666. 
And if you look at the rest of Revelation, it says a third angel, the seventh seal, all of these things. Mm. Even the 144,000 yeah. is spelt out. But spelt this out. one is just 666. That is really fascinating. I've never thought about that. Hey, Shell? Yeah. What a good little insight. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is that it's three sixes rather yeah. than the number 666. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and six is one short of perfection. True. And it's the... It's the it's, day, it's, the sixth day was the day mankind was created. Exactly. So a very human number. Exactly. And to go to creation, let's think about where that word image first comes to us in the Bible. Mm-hmm. God created Adam and Eve in his own image, the Bible says, according to his likeness. And God placed within Adam and Eve, within the human race, the freedom to choose. And they were able to express that freedom of choice in either choosing to love God and to be loyal to him and to be obedient to him or not. God put those two trees in the garden to give them the opportunity to express their freedom to choose, their ability to love. God is amazing. That was like a voting booth. Exactly. So (laughs) when the image of the beast or the image to the beast is erected, at the end of time, that will be taking away from the freedoms that we have to worship according to the dictates of our conscience, to express our freedoms that God created the human race with in his own image. Wow. So what's at stake at the end of time? Freedom. Yeah. So let's keep. Particularly freedom concerning worship. Especially concerning worship. Now, this is really fascinating. Um, Just another insight. In Daniel chapter 3, we have false worship prescribed, okay? Mm-hmm, false mm-hmm. worship enforced. In Daniel chapter 6, we have another battle over worship. This time, true worship is prohibited. True. True worship is prohibited. False worship enforced. True worship prohibited. prohibited. Now, check this out. The first yeah. amendment of the United States Con- Constitution, Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free the prohibiting religion or how does it go? Congress shall make no law concerning the the freedom of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I've got to get it because it's got those two clauses. Yeah. Um I've got it written down here somewhere. I need so to, do I. <laughs> I need to find it and I'll, we will read it. Here we go. Here you we go. It? I found no. it. Okay. This is what it says. Congress shall make no law respecting, here we go, an establishment of religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay, so these are the two stories in the book of Daniel. So Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, which is what King Nebuchadnezzar did on the plain of Jura. He established religion and he made a law concerning that. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution drafted in 1788 says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, but number two, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. In Daniel 6, there is a prohibition mm-hmm. of religion. They weren't, Daniel was not permitted to pray to any god but except for the, the king. Except for the king for 30 days. So this is phenomenal. I'm not sure... I don't know if they had Daniel 3 and Daniel 6 in mind when they drafted uh, this First Amendment of the United States Constitution, but it's right there. And the significance, my dear friends, is that this First Amendment is going to be scrapped. This is going to be shredded Mm -hmm. because the Bible tells us the United States of America 
will one day prohibit the free exercise of religion and it will make laws in respect to the establishment of religion. It's amazing. You know, there's an, another book, uh, fascinating book, Great Controversy. Mm. The author wrote it over 100 years yeah. ago. Yeah, first it? written, uh, well, in 1758 okay. was the first draft, and then 1884, 1888, and then 1911. And the author there, she comments about how... You know, talking about this crisis that we're studying here in Revelation 13, and she talks about how at this time every um, principle of the Constitution will be, I think she uses the word repudiated. Yeah, repudiated, yes. And you're actually seeing that happen right now, you know, in America with all these different things going on. Like it's amazing what's happening in light of what the Bible says. Indeed, indeed. So let's take a look at what in particular will be forced upon the world sure, let's do that. at the point of death um, or even um, buying and selling. So at the end, um, <clears throat> at the end, if we want to pick it up, if we want to pick it up in verse 15, mm-hmm. if you want to read from verse 15 to verse 17, and then we're going to take a look at what is being, you know, what is being established right now in this space. The Bible says he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast and cause... Sorry, as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Okay, so this is really fascinating because here we have the mark of the beast, um, and if you do not receive the mark of the beast, there's no buying and there's no selling. And this is right across the board. This is this is universal. Everyone um, is involved in this. And this is speaking of buying and selling. So this is speaking of a time. This was written two thousand years ago. We've got to remember mm-hmm. where where you know the way we do business today, dollars and cents and currency was not was not the way it was. Yes, they did have coins, Roman coins and so forth, but it was not like what it is today. There was certainly no you know, there were certainly no FPOS machines and um, there was no credit cards and, you know, there were not banks the way we understand banks today. And so this would have been, I guess, unimaginable 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. that there would come a time where right around the world, and, I mean, this is worldwide. This is not just in one part of the world, the then-known world. That, you know, there was no... There was no causes tr- all. Exactly, causes all. Um, and so this is speaking of a time... When there will be, you know, where there will be financial implications, where where governments will be able to sanction individuals from a financial point of view that are not willing to go along with what they say. Mm. We saw a little kind of how this could actually happen today when there was, you know, newspaper headlines during the height of COVID, no jab, no job, no shot, no shop, like... You know, there was this is not the mark of the beast, obviously, but it was very interesting to see how we are actually living in a time when your buying and selling can be easily controlled and restricted. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to take a look at um, how this will all how this will all eventuate, and um, and it's really really interesting to take a look at what is happening in the world right now when it comes to economics. And um, there was a. Uh, there was a very interesting summit that was held um, not so long ago, and I'll give you the the right phrase for that. It was called the 
the Dubai, it was in Dubai, and I think I might have mentioned this uh, on a previous program, the World Government Summit in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, they had you know, world leaders coming together. It was the eighth summit back in March of this year. And they came to, to take a look at you know, world government. You know, how do we move forward in, in the world government? Now, it's really, really interesting that as one of these items um, that they discussed, one of them was the New World Order. Now, the New World Order is something that was popularised by George Bush you know, Senior many years ago during the time of the Gulf War. In fact, in fact, what I discovered, um, let me find this. This was a really interesting article. Where is it here? Here he goes. Um, the other 9-11. Okay, we've all heard of the 9-11. Okay, mm-hmm. we all know when we speak of 9-11. But this article was really interesting. Um, it was written back in 2017. It says, the other 9-11, George H.W. Bush's 1990 New World Order speech. Do you realize his 1990 New World Order speech was given on September 11. Really? Yeah, back in 1990. Wow. So 11 years before, you know, the the 9/11 hmm. that took place on 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 in 2001, that was his um yeah, New World Order speech and he talked about it and it was really really fascinating and I won't I won't take the time to read that, but what I do want to get to is this summit Okay, where they had a panel discussion. And guess what the title of the panel discussion was? Are we ready for a new world order? Okay, <laughs> now let me share with you. Oh, how you, much time have we got? You got one. You oh, a bit haven't of time. got a lot. Okay, okay. This is really interesting. Okay, so the, there were four members on this um, panel, very notable, very influential individuals. I won't mention all their names. I'll just mention the, the name of this. Uh, one of them was a Dr. Pippa Melgram, an economist, author, and advisor to former U.S. President George W. Bush. And this is what she had to say. Okay, She said, What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Okay, She said, What we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we're on the brink of a dramatic change where we're about to, and I'll say it boldly, I'm I'm reading from what she said, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. A new one. The new accounting system is called blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. She said... We will need a digital constitution. This will enable governments to control and understand how their citizens are, how their citizens are spending and whether this is climate friendly or otherwise. So this new world economy is right out there. They're saying there's a new financial system that we need to put in place. And she's just saying it. And she knows what she's talking about. She's right there. She's in the mix. That's amazing. So digital currency whereby 
Everything you buy is tracked digitally and you've got so much credit and you can do this and you can do that and eventually you can't do certain things because you've run out of your carbon credit limit and so on ah, and so amazing. forth. Amazing. Well, uh, we're going to have to pick this up. You might have some more gems. Oh. <laughs> I think you do. We're going to hear that. But after this song by JJ Heller, Neighbor, it's a piano version. I hope you enjoy it. And I don't go away because Danny's got a lot more to share on that. Sometimes it's easier to jump to conclusions Than walk across the street It's like I'd rather fill the blanks with illusions Than take the time to see You are trying to close the back door of your car You are balancing the groceries and a baby in your arms You are more than just a sign in your front yard You are my neighbor I can get so lost in the mission Defending what I think I've been surfing on a sea of opinions But just behind the screen You are grateful that the workday's finally done You are stuck in miles of traffic Looking at your phone You are trying to feel You are my neighbor When the chasm between us feels so wide That it's hard to imagine the other side But we don't have to see things eye to eye For me to love you like You are my neighbor My neighbor Oh, to fear the unfamiliar Is the easy way to go More than we might ever know There's a light that shines on both the rich and poor Looks beyond where we came from And who we voted for Till I can't see a stranger anymore I see my neighbor To my neighbor 
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Hey, look up, child. Hey, look up. With us here in the Looking Up program, Pastor Danny, we are almost on the home stretch here, but just a reminder to our listeners, the prize giveaway is Climate Change is at the End of the World, a little booklet that you will find to be a wonderful companion booklet to today's program. To obtain your copy, you simply need to text the word CLIMATE to 0488817624 and it is yours while stocks last. Mm. Pastor Danny, you were sharing some amazing things. Okay, so so there's more and more talk out there of a digital currency. They're mm-hmm. calling it a CBDC or Central Bank Digital Currency. And um, it, many countries are experimenting with it. They're doing a lot of testing, um, kind of introduced to us by through China, and they've got a social credit system there. That's just another story and attached to that. Um, so there's a lot going on in this space, and it's all designed to – create a more safer and secure way to do business, um, to cut to cut out um, crime and especially um, fraud, which, which, is, which is prevalent. And so it's designed also to provide access to, to financial means and access to, you know, engaging with the world economic, um, uh, you know, society because we live in a global economy. You know, we live in a global village, as they say. So... Everyone's got a smartphone, or pretty much. Not everyone, but a lot of people around the world, wherever you go, people have got smartphones. So if you've got a smartphone, you're able to access the internet, hopefully, and then you're able to be linked in. So there's a lot of pluses from a lot of points of view. However, um, and, and also they're looking to find a way to, to, you know, get rid of or squash cryptocurrency. Because cryptocurrency is unregulated. The government really doesn't have its fingers in that pie. And so they're trying to find a way to sort of, you know, get rid of cryptocurrency. So this is government, the government version of digital currency or cryptocurrency. This is the government, but the government will be in control, Mm -hmm. the the government central banks. Anyway, this plays into Revelation because Revelation 13 here speaks of those who do not have the mark of the beast, they're not able to buy and sell. Okay. This this new system will control your buying and your selling, your spending patterns. Everything will be known. There's no more cash. Okay, no more cash. <laughs> so you can't just, you know, pay for this in cash. Sounds on the like side. a great reset. It's very much a great seat. This is all part of the World Economic Forum plan as well, the Great Reset. You know, we don't have time to look at that. But this is very much part of Klaus Schwab's, um, you know, foundations for a new world economy that's going to be that's going to be environmentally sustainable. And we're going to get to that because our, our key word is climate. And we're going to discover how from the Garden of Eden, we are seeing everything being set up. The counterfeit is being set up from the Garden of Eden itself. But before that... Um, before that, what, what I did want to tap into is what is this mark of the beast and what is the seal of God? Okay. It's really simple. I don't have time. People can go and, um, view the, the final showdown that I shared on Sabbath. And, um, 
We can maybe talk about it in, at another time. But basically in Revelation 14 verses 9 to 12 there you have the third angel's message. Mm-hmm. You've got the seal of God and the mark of the beast side by side. Mm-hmm. The mark of the beast is the opposite to the seal of God and the seal of God is right there in the commandments in verse 12. And we know that because in the commandments is where you find God's seal, which is the Sabbath. Okay, those three elements um, of a seal, which are the title of the person, you know, their territory territory and also their name. Mm -hmm. Okay, you find that in the Sabbath commandments. So the opposite to the Sabbath is the first day of the week. So that's the mark of the beast at the end of time. So that's a real quick summary. Now, the reason why this is important is because there is such a, a huge push now to set aside Sunday as the day of rest for the planet, for people, for, for everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just want to give you just a, a, few, a few things. Uh, I call it the Sunday solution, you know, for people and for planet. And we're going to look at how this comes to us straight out of the Garden of Eden. I'm going to share with you something that's going to blow your socks off, Shari, so right now. Um, if I had socks Yeah, on. absolutely. <laughs> for people and for planet. Okay, so it's good for – so Sunday will be rolled out as good for the climate, mm-hmm. good for the environment, good for family, yep. good for your health, good for the economy, um, good for equality, mm-hmm. good for spirituality, and ultimately good, you know, good to connect with God. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. I was thinking about this from the Garden of Eden. There are, and I think I've shared this on a previous program, but it's worth sort of reiterating again. There are three times when the word blessed appears in Genesis 1 and 2 in the creation account. Three times that word blessed appears. The first time is at the end of, well, in day five, where God blesses the sea creatures and the birds. Okay. And tells them to be fruitful and multiply. So the animals. Mm-hmm. In um, on the sixth day, God creates the land animals, but there's no blessing associated with 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 them. But they are told to be fruitful and multiply. So it, it extends to all the animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, then God blessed marriage and the family. Yep. That's the next time the word blessed appears. And where does the third time? Sabbath. The Sabbath. Okay. So check this out. Since the industrial revolution, Satan has attacked the environment, especially. All right. Mm-hmm. So the animals, the environment, that has been attacked in a major way. In the not too distant past, Satan has then moved his attack to marriage and the family. Mm-hmm. What's the third blessing? Sabbath. Sabbath. So this is where we are heading now. He's it's heading right around the corner. Right around the corner. So he's heading to his final move, to the final showdown, which is all about worship. Mm. Now, this is really interesting. We're talking about American politics, okay, and what's happening there right now. Mm-hmm. The Americans are divided, okay. There's two groups. There's your left and the right, okay. Now, the left, what are they espousing? What's one of their key items that they espouse? Climate yeah. and the environment. There's a whole bunch of other things, but let's just say climate and the environment are hot on their agenda. Isn't that right? Yes. Now, the right, the political right, they're not that excited about the left's version of how we solve the climate dilemma, are correct, they? Correct, correct. Okay, so, so that's – and the right, on the other hand, what, who are the right or what are the right really promoting? Right, right at the top of their agenda. Let me give it to you and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. Marriage and the family and morality. Yeah. Is that right up there? Yeah. 
near the Probably top. Probably because the pendulum has swung so far. Exactly. To the left. Exactly. So, like, so check this out. Check this out, my friend. This is mind-boggling. <gasps> They're going to come together? Oh, can you believe it? The left that are promoting climate <laughs> and the environment, the right that are promoting marriage and the family and morality, and they can't seem they're at loggerheads. Can't agree on anything. They can't agree on everything. And then you have the Sunday solution that brings them both wow. together. That and it, it appeals to both, both interests. That's the point. This has been an amazing program. I'm telling you, this is straight out of the Garden of Eden. And Satan, the master deceiver, is using God's three blessings to ultimately turn them around, turn them upside down to receive worship. Wow. Because he's not the inventor of anything new that is good. Wow. He never invents anything that is new that is actually good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All he does is takes the good, corrupt it, corrupt it, and bring in his counterfeit mm. in order for him to receive worship, which he has always wanted, because that's how the war began in heaven. He wanted to be like God. Mm. The first murder on earth when Cain killed his brother Abel was over what? Worship. What does the Bible say in Revelation 13? The last murder will be over what? Worship. It's worship. Good it's points. All Good the way points. through. All the way through. Good points. And we know that Satan wants worship. That is his number one aspiration because he came right out in the wilderness and he and and, and he tempted Jesus with the thought, I'll give you the entire world. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is fall down and worship me. Mm-hmm. So that's what he wants. Worship. And it's interesting in Revelation thirteen and fourteen. There are eight occasions where the word worship or worshipped is used. Seven in connection with the beast or the dragon, only one in create only one in connection with the creator God. So what does that tell us? What's the number seven represent? Perfection. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a perfect unity around the world to worship the enemy. And there's going to be one lone voice. There's going to be three boys that are not going to stand. That are, sorry, that maybe are not going there'll to, be girls not, too. There'll be some girls too. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be three boys and three girls. There's going to be there's going to be a there's remnant. Going to be a people. There's going to be a Small remnant. Group. According to Revelation twelve seventeen, there's going to be a remnant mm-hmm. who will not bow the knee and worship the dragon. They will stand true and worship the Lamb of of God, Jesus Christ. Praise God. For their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm. This is so powerful. That so so the marvel. So when the Bible says, check this out. What does it say in Revelation 13.3? Read it again, and now let's see it through a new lens. Mm -hmm. Revelation 13.3. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now we better understand. The entire world marvels how on earth did this power, which is the Roman papacy, Come up with this plan to unite the entire world, to unite the left and the right. How on earth? Mm. It came up with this plan through Sunday, which ticks all the boxes for everyone. Wow. Including the atheists, including the Muslims, including the Hindus, the Buddhists. Every box is ticked. Amazing. And to boot, Satan will bring out his trump card, which is deception. It's right there, spiritualism. Okay, the entire world was deceived through spiritualism. 
the whole world. In fact, go to Revelation 16. That's verse, how the human family fell in the exactly, beginning. Exactly. Revelation 16 and read verses 13 and 14. Here we have this, this, this um, false trinity, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, which is United States of America coming together. You're going to read verse 13 and 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Wow. So, spirits of demons. Okay. This is really fascinating. Babylon, Babylon is is tied together like the all these ingredients they they are all tied together through spiritualism. We have that in Revelation 18:23. And so spiritualism saying Satan performing signs and wonders say if they're not convinced of this great and grand plan that the Roman papacy will roll out for the world and who has been leading the charge on climate Pope Francis, he's been leading the charge on the climate. Who's been leading the charge on, on a new economy? We need a new world economy. The Roman papacy, everything, they are leading the charge. And check this out, Sharissa. The two encyclicals that Pope Francis has put out are on Care for the Common Home, Laudato Si on the Environment, and Fratelli Tutti on Relationships, on Family, and on Coming Together. What are those? What are those two blessings in the garden? One's focused on the environment mm-hmm. and protecting the environment. The other one is focused on family. Mm-hmm. Okay, marriage and the family. His two encyclicals fit those two to a T. And check this out: the Sabbath. What does the Sabbath bring? It brings the environment, mm-hmm. the family, everything together. together. Everything together. So Even your animals can rest. Everything. In the animals, your servants, everyone, your workers, wow. everyone rests. The environment rests. Everything rests we are right on there. God's seventh day. And we are right there. And right now in, in, in Egypt, this is what they are discussing. And next week, we're going to be going through and unpacking it. In so much well, more detail. I'm glad detail. we're going to continue this next week. Uh, I think you might have some more comments to share with us. But wow, this has been an exciting Bible study. And I love how when you get into God's Word, there's always something new that you see mm-hmm. when you take a fresh look every time. So I hope you've been blessed. We have another song. Uh, but don't go away because I know our program's nearly over. But Pastor Danny, I want to hear some final words mm-hmm. for you, for mm-hmm. our listeners, to wrap this whole thing up. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Oh, worship the King, our glorious above, and gratefully sing His power and His love, our shield and
Well, we have had an amazing time. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned things on today's program. We hope our listeners have enjoyed it as much as we have. Pastor Danny, in these few moments that remain, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, I'd like to leave our listeners with something that, that, that you alluded to and something that you just shared with me during, during the break, that at the end of time, we're going to have two groups of people. Mm-hmm. We're going to have one group that are faithful and loyal to God mm-hmm. and follow the Lamb wherever He goes, according to Revelation 14, verse 4. Mm-hmm. These are the ones who have the seal of God in their foreheads, mm-hmm. um, whereas there will sadly be another group that follow the beast and oh, <coughs> excuse me, and ultimately the dragon, and um, they follow him wherever he goes. So there'll be two groups, and God is inviting us to follow Jesus Christ. And, you know, going back to the scripture that I shared last week, there's a fourth beast in Revelation 13. You know, there are the three beasts. There's the dragon, Satan. There's the the beast from the sea, the Roman papacy, and then the beast from the earth, uh, the United States of America. These three working together at the end of time in order to in order to take people away from worshiping Jesus Christ. But there's a fourth beast in Revelation 13, 8, and it says there will be those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life that is slain from the foundation of the world, and they will not worship the beast. Instead, they will worship the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And so that's my prayer for each and every one of our listeners, that we will get to know Jesus, that we will get to know him, for there is true rest to be found only in Christ, because those who sadly receive the mark of the beast, the Bible says they have no rest day or Mm -hmm. night, whereas those that put their faith and trust in Jesus, they, they love God and keep his commandments, they have rest. And the Sabbath is a symbol of God's rest at the end of time. Beautiful. Such a beautiful um, study. Thank you so much for sharing those thoughts and uh, taking us through the study today. Would you close with prayer and then maybe we can talk about where we're heading next week? Sure, sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for the blessings of your word. Wow. It helps us to make sense of what we are seeing all around us. And, Lord, this world is in a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion. But, Father, we thank you that we can have confidence in Jesus Christ and his word. We thank you, dear Lord, that you're in charge, you're in control, you are sovereign, and you are leading us all the way through this sin-sick, confused world to the heavenly courts above. Lord, we thank you that as we see these things taking place before us right now, as we see world leaders meeting and gathering to to, to find a solution, and we know that solution is not going to be based on your word according to the book of Revelation. Father, we thank you that we have Jesus in our midst and we can follow him wherever he goes, and he has promised that he will give us that peace that passes all understanding. That's my prayer, Lord, for each and every one of us, that we will draw nearer and nearer to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, after a study like this today, where are you taking us next week? Well, next week we're going to analyze uh, the United States. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, what, what's just transpired there over the past 24 hours, you know, right now as we speak, what's transpiring. So we're going to analyze that. We'll have mm-hmm. a whole week to sort of digest that. We're also going to be taking a look at COP26. There's a huge event taking place at COP26 this yes. coming Sunday. This coming Sunday. At Mount Sinai, yes, where I have been. I've been to that very place. Oh, wow. I've climbed to the top of Mount Sinai.
Sinai? Well, the one that's supposedly the Mount Sinai. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to go there because we're going to discover how what is happening there is in fulfillment of what Revelation has to say. We've got that. We've got the US. Not sure what else there's going to be, but it's going to be huge, huge, huge. I think we got the picture, so everybody, <laughs> you need to be tuned in. Same time, same place, this time next week, and maybe even tell your friends to oh, tune absolutely. in It's going to be, be epic. They will not uh, hear this on any news channel ever. This is the only place they'll hear that on the Looking Up show. You heard it. You heard him say it. Pastor Daddy said it. So, look, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed as you go. Remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. May God bless you, and we look forward to you joining next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me